sexually aggressive when I'm drunk. It's just a thing. I, I get sexually aggressive. And people have, people have called me out on that. I stroll outside, people think I'm sophisticated and witty. I'm a chick with a trick, I'm a man with a plan. That's me and my friends from Riptide to Japan. I'm talking about Tokyo, Tokyo, Japan. So I missed the social media call. I missed that call cause I was on the court playing basketball I spiked it so hard you think I was seven foot tall I tried to win the can we didn't we didn't even have Kevin Durant that's me on my amigos 2510 splash golden blue I don't see you too much cause I'm busking out in the city Wake up, I stroll outside, people think I'm so sophisticated. Doobie doo doo. So I saw you at the outer sunset farmers market last Sunday. It was very nice. Everyone's huddled around outside, having a good time. We swooped into San Francisco doors, had a couple of cheers. I went down to Farmer's Market streets, I haven't felt this way in years. I don't see you too much, cause I'm busking out in the city. I wake up, I stroll outside, people think I'm so pretty you're really pretty too you make the finest breakfast entree of them all you're really pretty pretty the finest chicken peanut will them all I'm a chick with a trick chicken peanut Chicken 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 Candy 
man. JW Megawag Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special comedic surprise. Lots <laughs> of exciting things. We got a um, outdoor comedy after the show tonight. We're going to be playing back at Jazzy Tiki Desk Concert. And we're going to be getting call in at 420. Back, coming back from whatever's going on. Tuna Farmer's Market on Sunday in the Outer Sunset that is uh, 37th in Pacheco. Doesn't get much more organic than that. Going to get some fresh produce and listen to some live local tunes. hour ahead of us sit back here in the box with some uh, butter heart squares peanut butter squares <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we're gonna be uh, having this band come through the station next week I was gonna guys a little taste something sweet Sunk Lightning, that's my Candyman theme. And here we are here on a February. It's a Friday. It's beautiful outside. And really can't ask for much more than that. So this uh, this band is called Colorblind Dilemma. And they're here in San Francisco. I actually met them out at the uh, Farmer's Market last week. Go check out the Farmer's Market this Sunday. Uh, Sunset District on 37th and Pacheco. It's been a uh, it's been a really fun time, yeah. So this um this is a band called Colorblind Dilemma, and this is a song called Sunday Eyes. Media Radio FM. Bring me your Saturday life. Lay down your Monday cries. Forget your Tuesday fights. Take me back to Wednesday nights Turn off your brightest sides Turn on your Sunday eyes Build me a cabin house To hold my letters in All dressed to Santa On the other side of town Told me she was giving up Patriots 
like all the towns all the love's gone wrong Another story for another song Bring me your satin lies Lay down your mercy cries Get your tunes defies Take me back to where's the night Turn off your Friday sides Turn on your Sunday eyes Come on, Jerry I'm traveled out The rain snow and thunder too You left me fighting in a rich man's war The only time I've ever been alone Never found my way to paradise Only broken hearts and loss A million verses to a million songs And I the more love's gone wrong That is Colorblind Dilemma here, LiveMediaRadio.fm. Can you imagine going and and shopping for some fresh produce at the same time in the background? Unfortunately, you know, they don't have the, the singing, so it's just the um, the instrumental. But, yeah, there's nothing like going and supporting a nice locally owned farm. And, um, yeah. Again, you have the Sunset uh, Farmer's Market here at 37th and Pacheco. we got some outdoor comedy tonight at 6 o'clock. Playing back a Tiki Desk, a jazzy Tiki Desk concert here. Having a surprise comedic calling guest here at 420, which is coming up here pretty soon. I wanted to play another um, band or another act that's going to be out here on uh, Farmer's Market. Again, the Farmer's Market, there's no singing, so it's just um, it's just the instrumental. So actually, myself was out there, did a little set last week, and um, man, people are starting to get back out there. Yeah, so everyone out there getting back out there, yes. Everyone's being cautious at this point, especially in San Francisco. 
Whew. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a we're a little more locked down here uh, than other places in the country. There's somebody uh, called in the show uh, last year, and they uh, they live in Louisiana, and they've been able to actually go back to kickboxing class since April 2020. So there's a lot of uh, challenges that we're facing here. And everyone wants to go back to school, but with the regulations, California, we're a little more locked down here. I saw that a Crunch Fitness in Pacifica is open, and they're taking people by appointments of going in and and working out. So I saw that. The uh, yeah, I guess because it's been about about a year <laughs> since uh, the gyms have been closed. So it'd be nice to eventually have that back. And. Uh, yeah, I like the blare. So this is um, another local artist here. Been around the block. I've seen this guy um, quite a few times. Yeah. So this uh, this song is called "Tend the Fire." The song, the um, name of the artist is Howard Simmon, and uh, this is a song called "Tend the Fire." And I just wanted everyone out there listening and just just imagine just walking down. A farmer's market and hearing this just the instrumental it is uh it is so fun yeah sundays that's what i'm doing on my sundays going to farmer's market so this uh song is uh called ten of fire here we are muni radio.fm say you made my life a wonder in a hundred different ways but time moves on and the years roll by you laugh you lose you learn to love you live your life you die but who I am is it who I was I love you and I always will just because and who I am isn't who I'll be And you are in my heart And in my heart you'll always be my one If I knew what went wrong I'd write it in a sad and lonesome country song And if I knew how to make it right I'd love you through the long and lazy summer nights but who I am isn't who I was and time defeats the purpose as it often does and who I am isn't who I'll be I'll find a place where I can keep my own company as one while you
can't deny We're getting old The places that we've touched Have started turning cold I'd hold your hand if the myths were true But I believe this is the last song That'll write for you But who I am isn't who I was Sends in silence as it always does. And who I am isn't who I'll be. I wish you well, I wish you love, I wish you were with me as one. And you, you tell the That is Howard Simon here. Catch about the farmer's market this weekend. We are creeping up here on uh, 420. down to a 420 here on a Friday. Oh yeah. It is happening. Got some cool Bay Area jazz here. We're going to be playing some uh, a jazzy Tiki Desk concert back here in the show. And uh, we're coming up here on 420, so Everyone out there with a guitar and a hemp cigarette. <laughs> Cheers to you. Happy Friday.
Christina. Christina, how's it going? It's the Candyman here at Muni Radio. How are you, have you been? I've been doing well. How are you doing, Candyman? I am hanging in there. I'm really glad that we have this uh, outdoor comedy going again. That was pretty tough for a while when they had that shut down. Yeah, when they shut down the fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so we actually, uh, so everyone listening in, this is uh, Christina Pickles here on MutinyRadio.fm. Wow. I can't believe it's been a year already that this has all been going happening. I think, you know, I'd seen you at one of these uh, open mics a while back, and thank goodness for this place. I was talking to someone um, a couple months back. It seems like the whole world changed, but the radio shows went on. <laughs> yeah, I, you know those uh, apocalyptic movies where like they sometimes have a radio and they're trying to listen to, you know, somebody out there. I feel like the radio stations kind of became that person. Like we're still out there, but everyone's just stuck in their house listening, <laughs> wondering if anyone's outside. Yeah, everyone out there through the radio airwaves. Yeah, and so much has happened. But um, yeah, so I know that you know you've been. I've seen you around here, and you, I've I've been in tears, laughing, on some of your sets, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, are you are you? Did you say that you're in the city? Uh. I don't live in the city. No, I actually live in Livermore. Oh, cool! And uh, shout out I to all the Livermore people the out there. I know suburbs. Yeah, yeah I, know. I I kind of like half grew up up here, half grew up in the city. My uh, I have family that lives in the city, and I work in Oakland, so I'm just all over the bay. Yeah, I'm actually from Castro Valley, San Ramon, right there. I have a bunch of cousins that live in Livermore, though. And uh, I love it out oh, yeah. there. It's becoming more and more of a destination. And so it's, uh, I love it. So I'm just curious because I feel like it takes a lot of guts to get up there. And I don't know. I was talking, I had another comedian. Was it Mauricio? Do you know Mauricio? You see yeah. Him? So I, I've seen his set, yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, his Star Wars joke is my favorite. He, uh, was talking about how being a musician you know like if you have an instrument to play then it's just like it's pleasing to the ear you know like you don't you know so he was saying that i mean i agree too i think being a stand-up comedian there's it takes a lot of guts to get up there and uh and to let it all out and i'm just uh i don't know i i've thought about doing it i uh I don't know. I just feel kind of strange without my guitar on stage. I'm just curious to see how, I mean, when you were, you know, thinking about what, what inspired you to do the comedy? Uh, good question. <laughs> I kind of feel like my life was made for comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, very young, I've always looked up to comics. And uh, I just liked how they made things that were, like, otherwise pathetic or sad or, like, embarrassing, how they kind of owned it and made it funny. And that always spoke to me. And so, like, in life, 
when shit would happen, I, my coping mechanism was to like kind of just laugh at the situation. And, uh, it took me way too long to get the guts. I was so scared for the longest time. And I finally, I actually did my first open mic at Mutiny Radio not too long ago. And, uh, I finally just, I talked about my fat girl problems because (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there. And, uh, I had a lot of fun and I, I felt like I was owning, I was owning my like human experience. And, um, I think, I guess that's what inspired me was seeing other people kind of, you know, own human experiences that would be in other contexts, you know, in other contexts of life, like, you know, not good and kind of making them good and making them positive just by sheer outlook. So that's kind of what inspired me. That sounds great. No, it's awesome. No, that's badass. I'm, um, so what's, what's, uh, funny about it. I don't know if yourself or, I mean, I definitely ran into this. Anyone out there is that the, the kind of thing that I run into and the problem that I have myself is when I'm being serious, people think that I'm joking and when I'm joking, people think I'm being serious. So I don't know. I feel like I could relate to that. I feel like if maybe if I don't know, I think that's a good, honest way to go about it too. I sometimes, you know, when I see comedy and it's great, I mean, that admire the the guts to go out there and do it. Um, but sometimes I wonder. Yeah, you like, do it. Yeah, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, is this person? Are they saying something that's actually true to them, or are they? making this up and to just be funny yeah so i don't know i I, there were some really good ones there was there's so many really good lines that and i wish i could remember everyone's name you know but i remembered you because i'd seen you a couple of times and i enjoyed your sets i didn't realize so that's what it is for you i didn't i didn't know if you were being sincere or you know, you just pulled some kind of jokes out of a hat, some kind of a, you know, puzzle. I don't know. But um, I'm being so far, so far, and I'm, I'm being completely sincere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have a lot to unpack, and I'm sure everybody does, you know. And uh, I, I'm going up there and I'm unpacking it in front of a lot of people, and the hope is people can relate and or at least see where i'm coming from and you know think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um super super funny i just uh when you said unpacking i just uh was thinking of so so many things came to my head i'm just you know some real life experiences and uh (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've uh, I've learned. I so at this point, I mean, I don't know if um, have you ever been to a shabu place, like an outdoor a shabu? Shabu. It's like this Korean um, style uh, food where you you sit down and it has this pad, this heat pad, and you have this broth that's there and then they have all this seasoning and then you put the you know the meat of your choice i'm not sure if you know you have if you're have any dietary restrictions if you're vegan or anything i hope i'm not offending anyone out there but um 
Actually, I don't really care if I'm offending anyone. Who cares? But, uh, <laughs> I really don't care. Um, so, so what it is is I remember going to this place, the Shabu, on um, Geary Street, maybe about four years ago, and it was all you could eat and all you could drink, and it was eighty dollars. So I wanted to make sure that I got per person. Per person, yeah. Wow. It seemed like a good deal, but I don't know. I just, I wanted to make it count, you know? When you have a bottomless something, yeah. I'm just like, you know, talking about unpacking. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely learned my, my lesson uh, to not, to, to know when to stop eating and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I can go into the details. Good for you. I um, still haven't learned, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I could I could maybe tell you the story uh, if you want to hear it. But I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, because this is just real life stuff. Like I think if I was on stage or you, like you said, like I thought you you were just I wasn't sure if it was a skit that you had planned out. Or, but it sounds like you're kind of just being yourself and telling your story, which I think is super cool. And so what had happened is I had you know with this bottomless shabu, is um I ate everything I could possibly eat and drank everything I could possibly drink beyond and that and beyond. And so I remember getting an Uber, going back to my place and maybe it was, um, I was living downtown at the time and, um, I go back up to my place and I, you know, I was, you know, on a kind of a date situation and, uh, you know, I was just, you know, I needed to go use the, uh, the Banyos. And, um, okay. yeah, so this is some real stuff. Yeah. So, I go in and the, the, you know, the girl I'm on a date with is in my, my living room. And so when I go in, I'm just, you know, the, the casual, like, you know, number one, you know, or where you're just like, but it's something had happened where I had some sort of a chemical reaction and I literally ex like just exploded in my pants. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like explosive, explosive you know, whatever it was, I save you guys the, the details. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting here and I'm in my place in my bathroom and I literally just shit my pants and I'm trying to figure out how am I going to hide the evidence? Because the date that I'm in is in the living room and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what am I going to do? So you're, you're in your house though, right? I, I, I was in my house but I was okay. on a date and I didn't think it would be necessarily the best thing to, to, to tell the date that I was on that I just shit my pants basically. Or I wish there was a, yeah. So, so what I did is I took off my, uh, my pants and I, I rolled them up in my bathroom mat uh, like a burrito. Oh and I threw it. So I was on the 11th story of this, uh, or was this 11 story building, the top floor of this 11 story building. And I, th I threw my diarrhea pants <laughs> down this bathroom shaft, 11 stories high. And, uh, oh my God. and it hit, I could hear it. It hit some stuff on the way down. I wrapped it up so that nothing would come out of it. Right. And it, what point? I mean, it went a long ways down there, and I could kind of hear it bouncing off some stuff. 
So it's like this oh, long, God. dark shaft where you just don't know where it's going. And so at one point, you know, and that's where the shower is and where the, the, the window is. And so at one point when it was, you know, skipping off the sides of the shaft before it hit the rock bottom, <laughs> there was somebody that was in the in the shower and you could hear them. They were like, babe. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, so this girl's in the shower or something. I have no idea. Who knows what floor this person was on, but they were just like something, <laughs> you know? And so, um, the, uh, the next week, uh, or the next morning, I realized that I had lost my phone and, um, and I was like, holy shit. Did I leave my phones in my diarrhea pants? And so oh. I knew the person that you lived. You threw your phone out with your diary. <laughs> I think I, I may have. Yeah. So I wasn't, I never found the phone. And so what it was is, you know, I knew the person that lived on the bottom floor and I had no idea, you know, what was going on. And so I ran into this person at the bar next door to where I lived at the time. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, do you know, have you seen a, I dropped the phone. I think I may have dropped the phone down the, the bathroom shaft. And he said, yeah, no, I didn't see a phone, but someone threw their diarrhea pants up the window. <laughs> and I was just like, and the first thing I did, like defensively, well, not defensively, I was just saying, were they girl pants or guy pants? <laughs> and, um, and so... Oh, like and so he had said that he said that, you know, every once in a while, you know, there's a there's a, um, a razor and, you know, maybe a shaving bottle cap that falls down. But he said, no, <laughs> that this was something different. <laughs> and um, oh, God. I never found that phone. But I mean, somebody did. And they must have been pretty desperate. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that that phone <laughs> is long gone. I don't know anyone that would go through that. Just uh, who would who would go through that? You know, who would possibly put them through? Go through that much? I don't know. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Anyways, it wasn't that gross. I don't know. It could have been. It really wasn't. Um. Pretty gross. Yeah. I don't know. So. so I like leave did you have another pair of pants in the bathroom so what i did is i played it off that i was taking a shower because obviously even after i ditched my pants i still had to clean myself off so <laughs> i took a shower and i just popped out of the shower and you know the day that I was you know you know i was with um you know we'd been drinking and and eating is just as much you know maybe i ate a little bit more but she was i mean i don't know i felt like i hold my um my liquor very well but i have to say at that point in time i think you know i was i was 30 years old and i literally just shit my pants and threw my diarrhea pants out of uh, 11 story building top four of 11 story building and i i realized that maybe that's a time when maybe you should start to at least for myself to reevaluate my life. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and so, um, I mean, 
Or at least reevaluate where you eat. Yeah, so that's what I did. Is I, I just know, I know my my limits. I think growing up and um, you know, I grew up on a cattle ranch in the East Bay in Castro Valley, and uh, it was you know you had to eat. It was like you kind of you eat your food like you. I don't know. So I don't know. It was I definitely learned my lesson, but yeah, I just yeah. So I don't know any. You know, always all the food. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. That's I mean that's not something that happens very often for me. So that's that was, good. I mean, not at least not yet, right? We're all gonna get old one day, and it's gonna be a problem. Just lay off the whippets. Just kidding. Just joking. <laughs> yeah. So you. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of reasons to lay off the whippets. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally. I mean, maybe maybe it's probably a good idea, but um, yeah. So I mean, going up on stage, I mean that's really great too, you know, because I know we have these open mics here, um, on on uh, on Mondays, and the Friday. So we just actually we started doing. So we used to do the the open mics on Fridays just right after this show, but because of it being colder and the light. We uh we're actually just we're gonna have our featured um, comedians uh, tonight at, at six o'clock, but I I think that's great. That's so awesome that you did your first set here too. I mean, yeah, that's a special memory box memory. I think. Do you have a special memories Joey box? <laughs> no, I wish I was that organized. I'm not. I'm not that organized. Uh, Jw. <laughs> But yeah, I learned about um, I learned about Joey Avery, or I learned about Mutiny Radio by messaging on Instagram this comic that I don't know personally at all, but I just knew he was a Bay Area comic, and uh, we were in the midst of COVID, so I didn't start trying to do comedy until the pandemic, which was like a lot harder to find a place that had comedy let alone like an open mic. It was even rare. So um, I messaged some local comics. Uh, Joey Avery was one of them. And he uh, gave me a shout out to Mutiny. I also joined the Facebook group uh, Bacon, which is like Bay Area outdoor comedy. And oh, cool. That, I like that. Yeah, I, I saw Pam's uh, post there about like open mic night. And I was like, all right, today's the day. And I came and I saw you guys and I had a lot of fun. And I just kept coming back until the most recent lockdown. And then I gave it a break. But I've been doing open mic at, uh, have you ever been to the Valley Inn bar in Castro Valley? I have not, but I did hear that. But I'm I'm actually, I think I mentioned, I was um I was raised on a cattle ranch right off of Crook Canyon Road, way down, um, even closer to San Ramon. So that's uh Castro Valley. I mean, like Val's used to be the hangout at one point there in Castro Valley, and so the Castro Valley Inn, I'm sure, is pretty close to that. Is it right? Where is it located? Uh, really close to the freeway. I'm, I, I can't tell you the name of the exit right now, right off up. the top of my head. I think it's called Stone Ridge. I think that's the exit. Um, I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the bar. The owner's name is Jess. Uh, 
I didn't go this last Thursday because I had to work late, but I've been like the last three I Saturdays think, before that. They're on Thursdays at eight o'clock. And uh, last time I was there, the just last week, there was a twenty-one comic uh, set. So it's that you is know, it's so going cool. down. It's really fun. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking. I'm pulling up this address right now, Castro Valley Inn. It's right off of East Castro Valley Boulevard, and wow, oh, yeah. yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it's really close to Stone Ridge, actually closer than I had thought. Not not that close, actually, but sort of. I mean, it's kind of on the direction <laughs> to go to Dublin. It's um, yeah, I was uh, so you got Cool Canyon, so it's right off of 580. Um, you take the Grove, you take Grove exit on 580. You want to believe it? This is right where I was raised, basically. Um, yeah, that's that's super Do close. Does your family still have that ranch? Yeah, we're still running cows. Um, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm scared I, of cows, though. Are you? So I'm guessing you're not. No, definitely I go not. hiking like all the time, and like all the other hikers are just so cool with this big old beast just being there. But I definitely <laughs> like run past them because I'm so. They're freaking, they're huge. I mean, I don't know. It, there could be rogue cows. I don't know. So, like, literally everyone else on the hiking trails are just so chill, and they do their thing. The cows do, you know, whatever the cows do. And then you'll just see me randomly running every time I have to pass them. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, out of me. we were having a, <laughs> there's only one time that I remember a cow getting out of my, you know, all of my years of, yeah. And there was this cow, we were having a roundup, and because we're right off of Crow Canyon Road, it's super busy road. So to have a, I mean, it's one thing to hit a deer, which is dangerous enough as it is, but to hit a cow is like, wow. Wow. You know? And so I watched I this dropping. thing, almost like went out into the busy street, and I was able to, to chase it, you know, away. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I'm not, I'm not, a, cows love us. I know that the, the thing is, is um, with cows and if you, one of them has a spaz attack, um, if you just hit the ground, you're good because they can't really do anything to you. Um, you know, a bull is different. Like if a bull, I mean, but if you are taking care of your cows, you know, and your, your bullies, you're not, they're not going to have any, the horns. So, um, you're good if you hit the ground. If anyone out there, if you're getting chased by a cow, just hit the ground. They I, can't uh, like stomp on you. <laughs> you know, so I um I've never been chased by a cow. I have been chased by a horse one time. Um, when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, and so we're um my brother and my, my cousins were out and we're hanging out at the barn and where this barn was and where my uncle's place was, there's this little, you know, place where the, the horses, where we kept the horses. And so I remember one time, you know, my, my older cousin, he was trying to, uh, feed, feed the horse some carrots. <laughs> and it, it, one of, one of these cousins, it wasn't on, or one of these horses on accident, you know, bit him <laughs> pretty hardcore. Like to get bit by a horse is pretty fucked up. I'm sure. I think it's a little harder. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think 
I don't know of cows. I've never seen a cow like run at you with its teeth. You know, I uh, I've never been chased. No, just their big ass body. <laughs> but no, I mean they're scared. I I don't know. I'm gonna admit that it's a total irrational fear of mine, but still, they're big. They are. And yeah. that was what an embarrassing thing to like tell people, right? Like I'm. How do you explain to everybody that you were attacked by a fucking cow? Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, the thing, it could, a cow could headbutt you. If you're looking at it right in the eyes, it could, it could just full on, just boom, like get you. So if, if you feel like they're a potential threat and they're kind of like looking like they're getting mean, which that never happens unless you're, you know, castrating or vaccinating. Um, but if, uh, yeah, you just, if you just hit the, you either run for the boondocks and like jump the fence before they can, or you, uh, you just hit the dirt. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you, you've seen some of these rodeos. I, I mean, I, I don't know. My, my, my uncle and my, my grandfather were big in the, the rodeos and watching the rodeos. And I definitely have watched them. Um, and I've seen some pretty malice. <laughs> like, like I've seen, so these bulls, so they purposely, I don't think for bulls in the rodeo, they don't cut their horns a lot of times. So you're kind of, you're kind of effed. You're kind of fucked if you don't like, even if you hit the ground and you got a bull with horns, you're going to get rammed from behind. You would know. I mean, I don't know. Growing up with them, did you ever figure out who was like nice and who was uh, neat? Like, did they have their own little personalities? Like, you could feel like, oh, this animal is a possible danger to me. I have to be alert or this animal is like, you know, a giant teddy bear. Would you know, or would it be unpredictable? I would say that the majority or, of them are like teddy bears. And yeah. <laughs> at least for my experience, but the thing is, is, you know, every once in a while you get a, you know, a sour grape or whatever. I don't like to use that. So you get like, you know, but that's so rare. But if you, if you were a young kid, and that was your first experience was getting like, you know, attacked by a cow, then you'd probably have, you know, a traumatizing experience for me, you know, because we would go and feed the cows and uh, the cows would just follow you. The cows would follow you because they just knew you were going to feed them. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, my grandfather actually spent the most time with the cows more than anyone and uh, I don't know. I mean, like you could get really close to them. They're too. They're totally cool. Like at least the, the cows that, uh, because there there is some sort of human interaction with the cows. And if you have that and you keep that relationship with the cows, that maybe they they don't. You know, they're not like a wild. They're I mean, they're kind of wild. They're grass fed. You know, but they're um a little more reasonable. I think it's kind of similar too. You know, um, with the the dogs. So we we have a lot of outdoor dogs. I don't. Do you have? Did you grow up with any pets? Yeah, I mean no cows, but and cats, dogs. Dogs. Yeah. So we, the having an outdoor dog on a ranch style, is a little bit different than having like a 
dog in the city. And I think that having a dog in the city, there's a lot of great things that come out because it, there's dogs everywhere. And if dogs interact with other dogs when they're young, then it's like, cool. And then they see another dog. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's cool. But if they're kind of isolated from other dogs, then, you know, so that's what it is. It's like, you know, we had ranch dogs and, you know, we'd, you'd go and try to walk your dog, you know, on the street and they'd see another dog and they'd go crazy. Like, ah, you know, um, but so I think, I think it's good. And I feel like the same way with cows too. I mean, if you, if you're interacting with the cows, you know, every day or you have somebody that's interacting with them, then they're not going to be, you know, super weirded out <laughs> when they see a human. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. I think that's a cool experience growing up on a cow farm. And uh, I, you're the first cow, <laughs> I guess, informed person I've met. Really? So. There's a lot in Livermore. There's a lot of cowboys yeah. out there in Livermore still. None of them, none of them were friends with me, I guess. I don't know. It is COVID. I guess I don't attract cow farmers. <laughs> but, uh. Why not? I don't yeah, know. I mean, no, there were a lot. My school, I did go to Livermore High School. Nice. And I think if I recall, we had a special, we had like a special schedule for kids that lived on farms because, you know, they they were going to school and working full time, basically. And so they had a special schedule to accommodate them. So I knew they were there. I just never, that'd be cool. I wish I knew them. That would have been really fun to go to a farm and have that experience. The lifestyle seems really cool from the outside. Yeah, um, there was but, some. There was yeah. somebody I met um, that came through in their band, uh, the Lucys, a local band called the Lucys, and it's so cool. Like you meet these, you know, people at a, a venue, and you know they're like, "Man, this is, this band's really rocking." And same thing for you too. Like I had no idea that you're you're in Livermore at all. So. This band, the Lucys, they're from Livermore, and my my cousins live in Livermore. Actually, it's like I love Livermore. I don't think there's. I mean, I think eventually, and that's what's funny. I was, you know, talking to my cousin, and my cousin and I are really close. And um, the uh, I think when I'm ready to settle down, which I think I kind of am. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've been doing the city life now for eight years. Did you ever? Did you ever live in You're the city? You're making life decisions here. Yeah, on no. air. On the air. Problem. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, but like, a, I'm ready to settle down. I think so. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I. What does settle down mean to you? Move to the East Bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means to me. But um. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh. Did you ever move out to the city at all at one point? Yeah. I, um, so my, I mentioned my family, like my dad. Oh, that's right. You're going back and forth. That's uh, right. I remember that. Yeah, I'm going back and forth. I lived I lived, uh, I lived, in the Tenderloin technically yes. for a year. Me too. And, uh, <laughs> and I lived in um, Daly City for a year. I went to SF State too. So That's convenient. Yeah, I'm quite, quite familiar with the different lifestyle it is out there from Livermore. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different, a whole different thing. I, uh, 
Yeah, so I lived on... What were your cross streets in the Tenderloin? Uh, Polk and Eddie. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're in it. So I was I was on Polk and Geary. And so it was really interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I feel like where, where you live was... You know, I didn't mind saying that I lived in the Tenderloin. I didn't have a problem saying I lived in the Tenderloin. But being on Geary and Polk Street, what was strange about that was that, you know, if you told somebody that lived on Eddie and Polk Street, maybe more Eddie and, and uh, maybe Eddie and Leavenworth, maybe, maybe that's, but I mean, you tell somebody that lives on Eddie that you live in the Tenderloin, you say you live on Geary, they'd be like, no, that's not the Tenderloin. And it was the same thing with, like, you really couldn't call it Lower Knob Hill either. You know, people are trying. Oh, to, so you guys are like the in betweeners. Yeah, so I mean, no I, one wants to be part of their club. Yeah, so I'm not. Like, no, you're... Yeah, so I'm not yeah, sure. Others... I mean, you were true TL, and you were right next to the Chambers, too. Have you ever been to the Chambers? Yeah. That was a sweet path or a sweet spot. Um, the Phoenix Hotel, the Chambers, they're open for outdoor dining, and right now, which is really cool. Um. And so that that place has a lot of rock and roll history. So I know you said Eddie and Polk Street. So they also have that Taco Bell and that KFC right there. I remember. Yep. I remember going in there one time, and I I was what's going on? There was a lot of weird action going on in there. I'm just like, I don't know if my life is worth a a. a um, what do you what do you call it? a cheesy gordita crunch? I didn't know. <laughs> like, it it was pretty. They had security. I don't know. There. I mean, is life worth living without the things you enjoy? <laughs> yeah, no. I I I, I definitely like, toughed it out. I toughed it out. No, it was cool. I just accepted I was gonna <laughs> die, and um, I got my cheesy gordita crunch, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I don't. I don't find the tenderloin that scary. That's great. I'm glad that you don't. Not I. Terrible. I, I never well, did. It's, like, it's more like a, and not to get scary, but it's more kind of just like decrepit people who need help that society just won't help. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, it's I totally. Not, it's more sad than it is scary. It's like, oh, look at all these people that are in obvious need and nobody's helping them. Yeah, it's pretty That's bad. Great. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got disparaged, so um, I know reason I'm glad that you're you're doing that because I love the tenderloin, and I love living there on Geary, and uh, it was I had just such a great time. But I I noticed when I lived there, if I told somebody where I lived, then they would judge me for where I lived, and they'd be like, "Hey, yeah, hey, this is JW. He lives in the tenderloin, and that was my identity where I lived." And I'm just thinking about oh. you know, especially with. All everything that happened in 2020 and um, systemic racism and all that, everything is like you're basically like disparaging me for a neighborhood that I live in that is subject to systemic racism. So you're unconsciously biased against sy systemic racism. So that's that's something that I I felt like and it was strange, you know, because I don't know I I never really identified with being race or gender. And Jimi Hendrix is my number one influence in life, and so I um I just think it was just 
it felt racist is what I was saying is that when people would disparage me and the neighborhood that I live in, it was like they were being, you know, it felt like, yeah, it felt like a really, it felt like racist racism, you know, or it felt like some sort of bias that was really like, this is fucked up. Like I didn't even meet this person and you're introducing to me to them as that I live in the tenderloin. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I mean, I don't I, really know if I got like that vibe off of people. I kind of. You're probably hanging out with the right people then, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'm just like not meeting new people as much as you. And so I'm like, oh, my little cocoon, everything's great. But uh, I don't know. It was. I never really felt like it was a racial thing because I will give it to the Tenderloin. It seems one of the most diverse places in the Bay. But it, it's just a lack of awareness. You know, people tend, I can understand why people think Tenderloin is a bad part of town. I mean, you're going to, your car is likely to get broken into and you're likely to see people struggling, right? And uh, you're likely to see stuff kind of left in the street. But I kind of wish we stopped looking, I wish people stopped looking at it as a bad area and more of an area in, in need. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of addicts in that area. Addicts that need help. You know, there's a lot of homelessness in that area. Well, why are they homeless? Are they dealing with mental health issues? Are they, in, you know, in a hard spot in their life? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? So, I, you're really, yeah, you're really nailing it for me. I'm so passionate about... Um, San Francisco and the challenges uh, that we're facing here. And I've, I've actually had quite a few people on the show, one of which um, Liz Diaz, she started this uh, canvas housing. And so they started building, you know, on Jones and Golden Gate, this old parking lot that they changed into a transitional housing. And so people are homeless for different reasons. And so when I'm seeing a lot, and you, yeah. you nailed it on the nose or whatever it is, nailed it on something, was that the uh, instead of looking at these people and saying, oh, they're homeless people, uh, then instead of doing that to point at that, pointing at people and saying they're homeless, to point at them and say tra- transitional housing. And so to get these people off the street, you know, because there's plenty of, you know, college educated people that are, um, homeless on the street. So it doesn't necessarily, education isn't everything with, with that. I mean, there's, there's people are homeless and every situation is different. We've had a lot of generous donations, but you know, it's, it's mental health and you can't just throw money at it and expect it to fix itself. I've, I've actually seen quite a few really generous donations. I, I, uh, for the life of me, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, you just really need somebody at a street level. And why can't I think of her name right now? Why am I losing it right now? Cortez? Uh, what's her name? Uh, the, she's a part of the House of Representatives. Why can't I think of her name right now? She's a total rock star. Um, she's part of the House of Representatives. She was raised in the Bronx, which is like a super tough area, you know, obviously. And um, I feel like, you know, there's... There's definitely a lot of talent, you know, people that are that are in the tenderloin and um yeah, the transitional housing thing is 
that's going to be when we figure that out that's going to be it's happening so yeah i agree i mean i i wish they would do more to you know address people's mental health issues um too you know and look at it more as a disability and you know just like if somebody was in a wheelchair and stuff like that uh they would need society's help and as a society for you know in the name of compassion but also in the name of like a nice safe society we should help people that are disabled and whatnot so i kind of as you said there's so many reasons somebody can be homeless i find myself more drawn to the mental health aspect of it that not just people who have like organic mental health issues and disabilities but people who had struggled with addiction for a large part of their life and had done damage to their own bodies and, you know, just need, need a, someone to throw them a ladder to help get them out of it. You know what I mean? I feel like we should treat it with more compassion and, uh, in return, you know, we'll have safer streets. We'll have, you know, a happier place you know, a happier place in society. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's something, that's something I would like to see happen in the world. Yeah. For sure. It's going to so have issues. Yeah. I feel like there's something about it. I don't know. Uh, for me and all the other folks out there busking and playing music on the street that, I mean, you go to, you know, New York, you go to Austin, Texas, you go to Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> And going and playing music on the street is a pretty normal thing, but I feel like, you know, living in San Francisco and being out and playing music on the street, you're kind of in this questionably housed category, which is something that the, the buy, I mean, it could definitely be broken down, but I always just, um, I had always had this idea because being in the Tenderloin, living in the Tenderloin for four years, I live in Bernal Heights now. Actually, it's more like Bernal Mission. It feels more like Mission, but they're calling it Bernal Heights. Uh, so it would be pretty easy to, to break that mold and that, that bias. I think, you know, there's enough talent and there's enough people out here that are itching to get out there and play. So I, um, over the pandemic, who cares if people think you're questionably housed? I love it. You're only as pretty as Uh, you treat other people. And so that's, I mean, that's someone who told me that. And I think it's so great. I'm like, wow, this person thinks that I'm homeless and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's I don't, you know what I mean? Like but they're uh, treating me nicely, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's. I feel like the struggling, you know, musicians kind of like a stereotype, but I don't think that you should fear stereotypes if it what you're doing makes you fucking happy. You know what I mean? The people you want to rock with are going to get you, and the people who don't are not, and that's fine. You know what I mean? You can't control what people think, but if you want to sit on the corner and play some really good tunes and you're having a good time do, you know, doing it, who cares? Do that, you know? I love it. I feel like there was kind of the thing, and I uh, I know that, you know, with stand-up comedy and you coming into, you know, and going to Castro Valley Inn and coming here and doing all these other bacon, you know, Bay Area open mics, that there definitely was that period for me too as a musician where 
maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe it was like 16 years old. I think before I was 16 years old, like I didn't even, I was too shy or something to even play in front of anyone. Um, yeah. But, but now, I mean, gosh, you know, as I could just bust out in a song, you know, in this line in the mission district, all, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I know that Pam has actually done some, um, some comedy, outdoor comedy at the rainbow grocery before um there's something about that you know especially now people waiting in line more and more for things i'm surprised that no one's tapped into the dmv because there's just so many people (laughs) that's a good one yeah want to do it yeah i just thought i mean i'm sure there's rules against it but it would be fun to get arrested for doing comedy at the dmv that's a joke (laughs) within itself maybe you'd have some like you know, could sling in some tamales like at DMV too. I'd be like, hey, yeah, you know, some comedy and some tamales. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something. I'm sure that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have thought of that before. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard of DMV comedy. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. I mean, the place is a joke. It takes way too long to get anything done, and there's a lot of material there. There's a lot of material there. Um, oh, that's so fun! Yeah, that'd be really great to just marinate in that for three hours. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the only downside is you'd have to be at the DMV yourself, which I normally hate. But uh, I think everything else is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The DMV the last time I went, you know, it wasn't too bad. I didn't even have an appointment. It moved along pretty quick. So, um. I don't know. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's very rare that somebody says that, but yeah. So um, over this pandemic, so now we were, you know, going out and playing shows, you know, two, three, four times a week, you know, but still with the the code and the regulations, everything in San Francisco, you can't sing, which for me is kind of I don't know. So over the was it so. March sixth. Oh, you know what? So I have done it before. I'm like, I'm like, I'm wondering if these people are gonna. So this is just when if you have a permit. So I mean, you could busk on the street and no one's gonna. I mean, maybe somebody will call the cops, but you have to be really shitty. You'd have to be like the worst. You'd have to be unbearable. What if you think about safety protocols? I think that could happen like, right what now. If you, yeah, like what if like can they can you get in trouble if you're like wear your mask? Wear you your know, mask. Stay home. Wear your mask. Wear your mask or stay at home. Wear your mask or stay at home. Wear your mask. Yeah, I don't know. I went to law school. I You're passed the bar. You're a public safety announcement at that point. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. Wow, that's that's freaking hell of that's fucking hell of funny. That's really funny. That'd be really funny. I don't know. You should it's, do it. Yeah, I think I think I think we're gonna do that. I don't know. We gotta. Yeah. So when this whole thing happened, I'm sure you went through the same thing too. I mean, everyone out there, you know, when we went to the lockdown, uh, March 16, 2020. I think everyone thought it was gonna be three weeks. You know that things were gonna open up in April, and three months go by, and we're still in this thing. So I had this band call in. They came up with this new record, and they had called into the station. We played some of their tracks, and I had threw it out there. And it was like, hey, do you guys want to play a, a set on my rooftop? 
and we could live stream it. And they're like, oh, sure. And so, we, you know, I, I have a, you know, a rooftop, a private rooftop with a tiki bar and a stage. And I always, before in the past, I had the bands play on the stage because it just makes more sense, right, to have the band on the stage. But because there wasn't a bunch yeah. of people there because we're in the pandemic and because they had all these keyboards and synthesizers, they're like, hey, can we just set up on the tiki bar? And so at one point during their set, they had said, this is tiki desk concerts. And so that's how that uh, huh. that whole thing started, and so um, it's it's evolved so much. I mean, the first time you know that was the first one I did. It was an ambient rock band, um, Chroma C. They're a local band here, and you know they they use a lot of noise, you know, like from nature and that kind of thing. So I mean, the the wind blowing into the 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 phone microphone kind of just went with it a little bit. Um. So that's how it started, but now we got we got a totally it's totally set up. I got multiple camera angles with a switchboard. I don't know. I never thought I'd get into this. I probably wouldn't have gotten into this if it wasn't for this pandemic. So well, I haven't done any comedy there yet, but it might be in the future. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, to, to you have something. to. Actually, Pam has done a little. She's she's been she's hosted a event there. That was pretty. That was really fun to have a comedian. Uh, I have Jennifer Drownski actually came. But this is pre-pandemic. Uh, that was pre-pandemic. We had some bands come over. It was really fun to like have bands and then have like a, a comedian in between the bands. It kind of broke it up a little bit. But um, huh. yeah. So are you going to Castro Valley in this uh, Thursday? Yeah, I was planning on it this upcoming Thursday. Yeah. Definitely was planning on it. Yeah. That's I think it cool. should be a good time. I, I w- I'm sad I didn't go yesterday. I heard it was a good time yesterday. But, yeah, I'm hoping on I'm – hoping, again, it's the closest place to my spot. Um, there's a Tommy – have you ever been to Tommy T's in Pleasanton? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're closed right now, which sucks. And they were open for a little bit, but they were only doing, you know, book shows. Um. I hope to one day do an open mic there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really thankful for Castro Valley Inn for being closer to Livermore. I do want to go to Mutiny. I'm actually planning on going to Mutiny on Monday. Uh, oh, cool. Go to my first workshop. Yeah, I want to go to – I've never been to the Mutiny workshop, and I think that's such a cool concept. So um, I'm going to try to go. Yeah. But yeah, I'm having fun, staying active. I might I um I might be there and try to bomb my first set. Do it. We'll see. Yeah. So um yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I yeah. I mean Monday was cool and um yeah, we have these farmers market, but it's a little bit of a hike for you. I'm out that way quite a bit too. Livermore's got a lot going on. My my cousins, they have like these I don't know, I have a big private you know, I have a big deck, you know, at my place, but um they have like these backyards with gardens and stuff. There's like more nature there. It's cool. Yeah, it's you know it's cool right now. It's green, so that's pretty nice. Green, green is good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Springtime. Yeah. Well, it was so awesome having you on the show. Um, we're just kind of winding it down. I was gonna play this Tiki Desk concert. Um, uh-huh. I had this I had this jazz band over the Gavin Holleran uh, quartet. And my neighbors just, they couldn't get over it. They, 
still cool. to this day they were just like oh my gosh this is so awesome um so this was just like right on the rooftop of my place Let's see this thing turned out oh, that's really cool yeah there's something about the jazz it's really chilling yeah well thanks for calling in i You're had such a good time me. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. My first radio experience. This is your first time, in, huh? So that's cool. Yeah, I did a, I did a pod, a random on one podcast with Pam. Like, it wasn't planned once, <laughs> but this is my first, like, hey, will you call in and, you know, be a part of this radio show today? And I, I had a really good time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, maybe I'll see you on Monday at the Joke Workshop. Yeah. We'll laugh at each other bombing. Yeah, like no, I, I definitely will. Now I feel like now that I told you, now I have to be here. I, I need someone to hold you me accountable. To. So the joke shops yeah. are on at four o'clock on Mondays. Six o'clock. Uh, six o'clock on Mondays. Yeah, that's six right. Six so six o'clock on Monday, um we do the joke workshops. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna bomb my first set and Yeah. It's gonna I'm, be great. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, and you're just going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. It's going to be my first one. All right. Great. Well, well hey, thank you again. Yeah. Thanks for calling in and um, have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Yeah, you too. See you on Monday. All right. Bye. Bye. Christina Pickles, MediaRadio.fm. We got Gavin Holleran Quartet. We're going to be winding down the show with a little smooth, jazzy. Yeah, some jazziness. We got that outdoor comedy at 6 o'clock. Enjoy.
was Time to Smile by Pretty Red. We're gonna uh, we're gonna continue things with a uh, another swinger. Uh, we hope you uh, hope you're enjoying what you're hearing thus far. We are the Gavin Halloran Quartet. Um, if you like uh, the music that you'll be hearing this evening, please feel free to check out my debut album, Wild as Love, just released this past year. Um, Gavin Halloran Quartet here at Tiki Desk Concerts, MediaRadio.fm. We're going into their next song. We're getting geared up for some outdoor comedy. Denied.
was Perhaps by Charlie Parker. All right, we're going to continue things. Another tune. We hope you, hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
Got the Gavin Hollerin Quartet. Little rooftop Tiki Desk concert for your enjoyment. We got the outdoor comedy set up here at 21st in Florida. Come on out. It's going to be a fun time. We got At Last Cafe tomorrow for some outdoor comedy. There is no bottom. Was it, was it Bacon? What is it? Bay Area Outdoor Comedy. Yeah. It's always going.
Gavin Holleran, Tiki Desk Con that's what you're hearing. You're hearing a Tiki Desk concert on the top of a roof. This is some rooftop jamming happening right now. Thank you all for tuning in the JW show. We got candies and comedy on the 21st of Florida. I'm gonna wrap it up with some Tiki Desk. Having a five-star Uber driver on the show next week. We're gonna be uh, having a six
So that was uh, that was for Mr. Bud Powell, Oblivion. Uh, All right, so we're gonna introduce the uh, we're gonna introduce the boys in the band. Let's start off with Larry Kim on piano. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Dot FM and dot SF come up at six o'clock. We have outdoor comedy in the street, socially distanced, wear your masks, and funny people coming up in about 18 minutes. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. If, uh, if, you're, if you're just tuning in, we are the Gavin Howland Quartet. Uh, we're celebrating music of. Uh, Great jazz musicians that have uh, gone before us, such as Bud Powell, Del Patriciani, Freddie Red. These are uh, cats, and I would implore you to check out their record and support. And um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna swing things now uh, off of a tune by my my band, my uh, debut uh, album, Wild with Love. I hope you enjoyed the title track. Thank you. 
Wildest Love by Ray Rash. You can hear that off of my debut album, Wildest Love, under my name, Gavin Halloran, on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, and uh, all the major platforms. We're going to continue things with another Bud Powell tune. We hope you enjoy the listen. Thank you. 
uh, that was a great rhythm section. That's uh, Chris Cortez on drums, KCSM 91.1, right over there, Midday Jazz, the man. Jeff Saxton on bass. Jeff Saxton on bass. Thanks, Jeff. And the great Larry Kim on piano. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We are the Gavin Howard and Quartet. That was Hallucination by the great Bach pianist Bud Powell. If you're uh, enjoying the music uh, so far, uh, please check out Wild as Well. I find myself alone when he 